there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hello, everyone. You are listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast. I am Jordan Hall, and as always, I am joined by the wonderful Brooke Destra. We are live at Rivers Casino in Philadelphia. And Brooke, the Flyers are getting down to those final important decisions as they try to construct their roster and the lineup for opening night when October 12th gets here. So they're getting really close, Brooke. Uh, I can't wait. Yes. I'm so excited. Yes, they, they, they're really getting close to those decisions with some prospects and some vets. And I think they're trying to balance the, you know, the importance of playing their kids, but also uh, not, you know, just sitting a vet to sit a vet. So 14 forwards, 8D right now, and they've decided what their goalie tandem is going to be. Let's start at forward, Brooke. It looks like that 12th and final spot in the lineup on opening night is going to come down between Wade Allison, Bobby Brink, Tyson Forrester. Who would you like it to be? Who do you think's earned it? Based off of preseason alone, I want to go with Bobby Brink. And I think that he's rightfully kind of stepped up to the moment, showed everybody flashes of what he's capable of. And I think that he's done enough to earn the opportunity of having that opening night roster spot. Now, we were just touching on this before the podcast started. It, it was unfortunate because it does, I do think that bumps Wade Allison into that extra forward spot, but he's a little older at this point and it just doesn't seem like he's fitting into the current state, like the puzzle of the forwards. And I know that that also some people are like, oh, my God, Forrester, like what what is going on? He had a, a kind of subpar rookie camp. He's been kind of quiet in preseason. But you made a really great comment Monday night during the Flyers Bruins preseason game. And you said he reminds me so much of one of Morgan Frost's first camps and how he didn't really do anything to, you know, stand out and force his way onto the roster. But he didn't per se any do. He didn't per se do anything that put him in a negative light. It was just kind of a weird gray area that didn't make him seem like he's ready for that roster spot. It's not the end of the world, like many people think. (laughs) Because send him down to Lehigh, make him build that confidence up. I'd be silly if I didn't say that I... Forrester will be up with the team eventually some point this season. I don't doubt that. I just don't think he's going to crack that opening night roster. Brooke, that's a great point. I I just don't think he did enough from an offensive standpoint. Uh, This is a guy that they've put in positions uh, to score, to show his shot. And exactly what you said. I don't think he had a bad camp. I think he, like, looked fine. But did he do enough to really gain an edge and and force his way into the lineup. And if the Flyers are going to go off of this whole make decisions based on merit, Bobby Brink just looks like he earned the spot. He, 
uh, he was actually even considered a dark horse in many ways, and he produced so much that they got him more games, and he just hasn't stopped producing and opening eyes. I think Brink should be in the season opening lineup, third line right wing. I think Forrester, my gut tells me, will start in Lehigh. And I agree. I don't think that's a terrible thing. He's only 21, and he'll be up here at some point. And I think Wade Allison could be your extra forward to start. And as we all know, injuries happen, and things are going to be shuffled around. But right now, the Flyers are pretty healthy. They went out and For once, knock on wood. And and they signed guys in the offseason to really kind of facilitate competition. And right now, the lineup's actually pretty jammed. To the point where we're talking about just one spot being open in that lineup. Who would have thought just a couple weeks ago that we had people fighting for a roster spot? I thought people would have been clawing their way from Lehigh. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. And um, I think it's exciting that Brink, a prospect that they've talked about, played so well and almost forced their hand. Uh, But we'll see where it goes. There's still one more exhibition game left on Thursday night. They're going to treat it almost like a dress rehearsal. And maybe one guy can still prove something to them and make them make a last second decision. We don't know. You know what's really funny is... (laughs) I'm laughing before I even say it. I hope that the Phillies win tonight to advance to the NLDS because if that's the case, they don't have to play on Thursday night and I can watch Flyers preseason. Yes. Do you know how crazy that sounds? That I want to watch Flyers preseason hockey rather <laughs> over, over than Phillies playoffs? And over th- <laughs> I do want to watch the Phillies <laughs> in the playoffs. Don't get me wrong. But it's crazy to think that I would love to make sure that I still see these preseason games because... It's, it's really kind of setting the scene, and I have a little bit of FOMO when I'm <laughs> handling some other games. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, I'm missing the Flyers. It's been a while since I've had that kind of heartache, like missing yes. <laughs> hockey. No, you were up there with me uh, Monday night for the Bruins-Flyers preseason game. back, Jordan Hall. Up there in the press box. <laughs> and the fact that, yeah, you would have a little FOMO when there could be a do-or-die elimination Phillies playoff game. There's no do-or-die. They're just going to win. Everything's going to be fine. That's good. And then traffic will be lighter for the Flyers preseason game. That would be nice, You are so right. Yes. I didn't even think about that one. That would be really nice. But we'll we'll be watching that those forwards and and seeing how it all shakes out. Uh, the Flyers, John Tortorella t- today said they don't exactly have their answers for what that lineup's going to look like on opening night. So yeah, I think the decisions are still open uh, and need to be solidified. But we'll see where it goes. Yeah. Catch all the sports action and more at Rivers Casino Philadelphia. Whether it's the money line or the pass line, there's something for everyone, including a great sports book. Rivers Casino Philadelphia. Philly loves a winner. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. So, Brooke, the Flyers have 8-D left in camp. As we all know, six defensemen take the ice in a game. So, where could this all go? Right now, the two prospects that are still there are Emil Andre and Igor Zamula, and the team has talked about wanting to play more kids on their back end. That's where they really want to start developing homegrown talent for stability on their back end. Do you think a kid needs to sneak in there for opening night, or do you think they go with maybe a more veteran look and kids come down the line? Hmm. I'm kind of back and forth with this because the last thing that I want is to have these kids sitting for substantial minutes. Um, 
possibly sitting out for certain games, having that, like, if they carry seventh uh, defenseman with them, I don't want that to be a prospect. I want the prospects to be playing in Lehigh, and I don't want them to view that as a demotion either. I think both Zamula and Andre have really kind of brought a different element to preseason that I wasn't really expecting. I fully believe that Andre was going to start in Lehigh Valley this year, but now he's, he's really shown a lot of maturity and stability that I think the blue line could really benefit from, even though he's so young, brings, I don't know, a, a fresh perspective to the ice, um, youth and to kind of have that kind that wise beyond your years kind of hockey IQ is not something that can be taught per se. So I think it would be really cool to see Andre crack the opening night roster, but I don't want, again, it's the same thing with Forrester. I don't want people being discouraged if they do get sent down to Lehigh. It's really interesting. I yeah. really didn't think we were going to be having not difficult conversations leading into this about the roster, but more decisions than I thought we were going to have. I don't know. What are you thinking, Jordan Hall? No, I think defense is probably the most confusing aspect to this team, and I think it, ha- it comes with the most question marks. Uh, when you lose Tony D'Angelo, Justin Braun, uh, Ivan Provorov, things open up, and now not only are you wondering who's going to make the lineup, but like, what are the pairs going to be? Is there going to be chemistry? How do they balance it out? Uh, and you know, you go out and you get Mark Stahl in the offseason. You take on Sean Walker in that trade. Uh, the three-team trade that sent Provorov to the Blue Jackets. So suddenly you have some older veteran guys, um, and you're, but you're you're talking about trying to commit to kids and getting them playing time. Brooke, I think I could see it being Emil Andre going to Lehigh Valley. I really think he should be here, and I don't think it's going to be long until he's here. Yeah, I think in-house the Flyers love him, and they think very highly of him. But Igor Zamul is not waivers exempt anymore. I don't think they want to run the risk of sending him to Lehigh and then, or trying to send him to Lehigh yeah. and have him get claimed. And I think they'll go maybe with a little more veteran look, Sh- Sean Walker, Nick Sealer on that third pair, um, or they could maybe sit Walker opening night, play Zamula on the third pair with Sealer. They have some flexibility there. But if there's going to be a kid that cracks the lineup, I think it's going to be Zamula, and they'll have Andre maybe go to Lehigh Valley. Uh, but yeah, tough decisions, um, and that's what happens again when you have health and you have some veteran guys. The five guys I think are penciled in for sure are York, Ristolainen, Stahl, Sandheim, Sealer. Oh yeah. So I wow. really do think that that sixth spot is open, and we'll see how it shakes out with Walker, Andre, Zamula. Yeah, it's it's a good problem to have, and yeah. I again I did not think that this is something that we were going to have to go into full depth leading into you know a couple weeks before the season starts so good issues to have i can't stress that enough um it is unfortunate though if you think that andre is going to be that odd man out but man he will tear up the valley so i'm not complaining i'm very excited to see um personally how the phantoms are going to play this year i love going up to ppl center it's a great environment great 
fan base up in Allentown. And I just think it's going to have a really great en- energy surrounding the AHL affiliate team this year. So we have a lot to look forward to. And in a rebuild, I can't believe I'm saying that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and we've talked about the Phantoms and how like that's a really good trip for fans that, you know, to go to PPL Center. Do it. Uh, go for the weekend. Have a, some fun. Yes. Watch some hockey. Especially if... <laughs> If guys like uh, Andre and Tyson Forster are going to be up there, uh, they'll be worth watching. And they have, and that's just those two among just some other prospects that are going to be up there too. So, uh, but yeah, the Flyers still have those decisions on defense right now. They still have eight on the roster. Eight were in Voorhees today practicing, uh, and we'll see who plays in the final exhibition game and what the Flyers do there. Uh, balancing vets and kids. I think that was going to be the biggest storyline going into the season was how the Flyers balance the priority of trying to win nights, Mm -hmm. but also not losing sight of like developing their prospects and getting them games. This is very much a rebuild. And I think they cannot forget that even if it's early in the season and there's a clean slate for everyone, uh, they still are rebuilding and you got to play kids and let them get opportunities. Uh, You don't want to block them. They've said that. Right. But it's also, like you said, it's equally important to find that balance between how many younger prospects are going to be mixed in with the veterans because you don't want it to become this lopsided kind of domino effect where you're throwing out so many of the younger players and they're going to look like law they're going to look like lost souls on the ice like they're not going to know what to do just based off of adapting to the league that's the importance of the veteran veteran presence in a rebuild so if you're frustrated that prospects are being sent down to Lehigh, you have to remember that if we push a very young group of forwards, defensemen out here on this ice, they're going to look lost. And you don't want that. You want them to learn and grow and make this as painless of an experience for them as possible as we try to move forward in this first season of this rebuild. So it'll be interesting. I am certainly excited to see how things play out. Um, and I really, I really didn't expect to have this kind of on edge level of excitement this early. I don't, I don't know how else to explain it. I really thought I was just be like, well, here we go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, hockey yeah. is starting. Oh boy, you know. Like instead, yeah. I'm like, oh my god, like this, this could be exciting. Not exciting, like you're gonna come out of the metropolitan at the top of the division. <laughs> come on, that's not gonna happen. But you know things to be excited about and that's at the end of the day that's what you need to keep the fans kind of roped in yeah exactly no there will be things to watch uh up front and on the back end and brooke a place to watch is in net as always uh goalies will be worth watching carter hart the clear-cut number one and then the flyers placed cal peterson on waivers he cleared today he'll head to the phantoms and john tortorella confirmed samuel erson will be the backup goalie to start the season Felix Sandstrom is expected to go to Lehigh if he clears waivers whenever he is placed on waivers. How do you feel about Arison being the backup? Is is this what you predicted and expected? Yep. There we go. <laughs> you can track all yep. of my all of my receipts from the yeah. podcast throughout the offseason. I said it's going to be Arison as soon as they announced the uh, contract over the summer. I was like, mm. yep, he's Hart's backup. Tortorella. And the front office and everybody in the organization are so high on him. And I think it's a perfect combination with Hart because you have a reliable backup going in. So you're not going to overuse Hart, risk the level of, you know, injury. You know, it's, it's, Hart's had a couple 
hiccups, I want to say, the past couple seasons with injuries and being able, and they're kind of they're kind of fluky, but being able to have a reliable backup in these situations to just be like, all right, every fourth game, every back-to-back, you're going to have one and then the other. It, I, I think it'll be really good. I think Arison deserves the shot from the jump. I think he's earned it. And yeah, like I said, check their receipts, people. I've been <laughs> saying it since day one. You they, have. they were like, Cal Peterson, is, is he is he going to stay? I was like, no, he is just a little trade chip <laughs> yeah. that, they, that they added with the three-team trade that sent Ivan Proveroff to Columbus. I said, it's, it's going to be Arison. Boom. Yes, there we go. <laughs> no, and I was one of those people at first. I, I, I wrote it before the training camp. I thought maybe Cal Peterson was the front runner just because of his experience. He has that $5 million cap hit. But then it, it started to dawn on me that he was very much, not a throw-in, but to facilitate that three-team trade for Provrov in the summer, for the Flyers to get future-centric assets back, they needed to take on some contracts, and the Kings the Kings kind of wanted to offload the contracts of Sean Walker and Cal Peterson. So at the end of the day, this was between a goalie that turns 24 this month and the team's very high on in Anderson. And a guy, Cal Peterson, who they didn't know much about, is a little older, and he makes a lot more money. Um, credit to Peterson. I thought he rebounded really well after that big-time clunker to open the preseason. I thought he made I do things, agree with that. Yeah, yeah, he made things a little more interesting. But at the end of the day, the Flyers are really high on Anderson. And I think it's time to yeah, kind of take the kid's gloves off and, and let him try to be the backup and play a lot of games up here. Um, they wouldn't have locked him in for a couple years if they didn't think so. Right. So, proof is in the pudding. Yeah, and I thought Erickson played well in the preseason. He didn't hurt himself at all. He gave up four goals uh, in his appearances. Two of them were to David Pasternak, who was one of the best goal scorers on the planet. So, so that's fine. So technically, you only gave up two goals. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah, I, it started to hit me that, yeah, I think Erickson would have had to totally, um, totally sink for them to say, yeah, we're not sure if he's ready. I think he was ready. And, uh, yeah, it, I think it's a nice little young tandem in net. Hard is 25. Erickson turns 24 this month. Um, I think the Flyers have some nice ingredients in net uh, for a team that's rebuilding. Don't you, don't, do you agree, bro? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just, oh, my God. When I think about just goaltending with this team over the years, it stresses me out. It really does <laughs> um, because I still have a little bit of – fear with the the goalie carousel from um the 18-19 season yeah Who eight goalies eight goalies that was the first year i was ever professionally around the team and i was like this it's not normal this is not how it should be <laughs> mm. <laughs> so i was really stressed so i always have that little like fear in in my heart i'm like oh my god here we go here we go yeah it's gonna happen so i would love <laughs> some sort of stability. Yeah. And I think if they handle the, the situation correctly, it's it's going to really work in favor of the Flyers, which is ultimately what you need. Yeah. So, there you go. <laughs> and no, and one thing I thought that maybe would have worked in Peterson's favor is, say, Carter Hart plays a ton of games and their backup does not get a lot of games. Well, do you really want Samuel Harrison kind of sitting around and not playing? But uh, in today's NHL... 
the backup plays a good bit, and I, you mm-hmm. know, I think I think Erickson's going to get his starts. That's I don't think Hart's going to start sixty something games. That's not no. how it's going to work. And as you mentioned, injuries can happen in net. You never know. So I think Erickson's going to play enough up here that the Flyers feel good about that and feel like he's developing and not just sitting around. And yeah, eventually you want to look at Erickson, you know, as being a potential backup or number one too. So he's got to be up here. I mean, it's time for the NHL. I think for him, and uh, I think the Flyers made a good call there. And if anything broke, if Peterson got claimed, it would have cleared some cap for them. Uh, I think that was maybe a thought process was if he does get claimed off waivers, it's not ideal because some of their depth takes a hit. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it does clear $5 million in cap over the next Right. I was going to say when, when he was waived, I wasn't surprised. But I also knew in the back of my, my mind, I was like, ah, I'm not that stressed about it. I have a feeling he's going to clear because of that 5 mil cap. Yeah. So I was like, ah, you're, you're not going to risk like run the risk of losing him because that's not a cap that many teams are able to pick up at this point. Mm -hmm. So, so we got him in Lehigh. Yeah. He'll head to the Phantoms and he'll play down there. And it wouldn't be the most surprising thing in the world if he ends up playing some games for the Flyers. No, he definitely will. Stuff stuff happens. (laughs) Everyone's, everyone's going to play with the Flyers some point this season. Yeah. There should be a lot of rotating. I don't, I don't know how else to explain it. It's, we're going to rotate a lot of positions. They want to see younger guys. They want to see guys that were, um, accumulated throughout trades in the off season. They want to see what works. They're going to see what fits and what sticks for the team. And if not, Bye. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, we we can see. Uh, we've seen in years past an opening an opening night roster can change very quickly, um, weeks into a season. So a lot of rotating parts, a lot of evaluating. Uh, I think that's what this season will be about. But it's interesting to see the Flyers actually had, I thought, some good decisions to make. They still do, uh, but sometimes you don't have that. In years past, we've seen major injuries hit where um, the lineup is patchwork and there aren't difficult decisions. This year. There were some difficult decisions, and that's not a bad thing. Right, and I'm going to – I will fight tooth and nail. I think that's the right phrase for this. Yeah. <laughs> to, I want the prospects playing. I don't yep. want the Flyers carrying them if they're going to sit on the bench, play like around 10 minutes of ice time per game, maybe less depending on what line they fall on. Just go play in Lehigh. Keep the confidence high. Keep working on your game night in, night out, and then – when the time comes, you'll get the call. You'll be up here with the Flyers. We'll have a great time. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, no, I think that will be a huge storyline is do the Flyers stick to their word and, and play some of their prospects. They, that's been an emphasis. That's been something they said they would do. Tortorella, management. Uh, now they have to stick to their word and make sure they're, they're following through on that uh, and developing their prospects in a good environment. Uh, something worth watching. Plenty of things to watch. Brooke, there's still one more exhibition game. It's on Thursday night. Hopefully, I'll be there. Yes, hopefully, Brooke Dexter will be sitting next to me in the press box. Let's see. Come on, Phillies. Don't let me down. Yes. <laughs> don't let me down. But if the Phillies wrap things up on Wednesday night tonight, uh, you can watch the Flyers on NBC Sports Philadelphia. The game will be televised. Jim Jackson and Brian Boucher will have the call. Uh, and then, before you know it, October 12th, season opener in Columbus will be here. Ha. Hockey, hockey, hockey. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Good chant by Brooke. We'll, we'll finish it off there. Hockey, hockey, hockey. Woo, woo, Brooke, woo. thank you so much, as always, for chatting, for joining me. Great to see you. But a big thank you to Ben Barry, our podcast producer and guru, for always being flexible with our time. And Flyers fans, of course, as always, thank you so much for listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, please rate and listen. And we can't wait 
to talk to you next time. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.